Hello, this is the Anne and Bonnie Book Club, and we plan to bring you very interesting and relevant books for your information, and we hope you will join us in a love of books and read. I have Anne Scheidler, and I am Bonnie Quirk, and the book we are discussing today is Columbus and the Crisis in the West by Robert Royal. And Anne is going to give you Robert Royal's so. Curriculum Vitae, which is probably 85% of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you absolutely everything about Robert Royal, but he is the founder and the president of the Faith and Reason Institute in Washington, D.C. And you can tell by his writing, he is a, uh, uh, a real thinker. Um, it's, it's very academic very uh, professorial in his approach. Um, he's also the editor-in-chief of The Catholic Thing, an online publication that appears daily and is translated into five languages. He writes and speaks on questions of ethics, culture, religion, and politics, and appears on radio and TV and s- speaks all over the world. Uh, his background is an MA and a BA from Brown University and his PhD in comparative literature from Catholic U. Um, he's got fellowships to study in Italy from the Renaissance Society of America and as a Fulbright scholarship. And of course, this particular book, which takes place in the late Middle Ages and Renaissance, I mean, Columbus's discovery of America took place in, in the late um, medieval. Uh, era and the Renaissance era. So that's really, you know, his particular area of interest. I think it's really his forte. Uh, And in reading this book, which I think was very relevant in lieu of uh, what has happened within our culture with uh, Columbus and uh, other people of noted origins and their statues being torn down and uh, really a misrepresentation of history. I think reading Robert Royal, who is, I agree totally, and a very academic, it's a very academic book, uh, well footnoted, uh, well researched, and uh, with a bibliography that you can go ahead and uh, a particular area that he covers within the book because he really goes from 1492 to the present day. He does. Uh, uh, you As a can, matter of fact, he had originally written the, the first edition of this book in 1992 for the 500th anniversary, anniversary. of the discovery of America. And so his he has a foreword to this 2020 version and the foreword to his 1992 version uh, prior to getting really into the meat of of the book, I think I had I, I know I had forgotten that there was a good deal of pushback against Columbus at the time of that quincentenary in 1992, uh, and and a, a lot of uh, criticism of both Columbus and the results of discovering the the new world. I think when Anne and I went to school, we. Uh, were of the mind that in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And (laughs) we did not realize, uh, and I think history kind of plays out, that his particular uh, venture at the time for Spain, when he was really not Spanish but Portuguese, uh, 
it was a Catholic setting for Isabella and Ferdinand, and they were bringing a Catholic culture to Spain. Uh, and I think in reading the book, one of the things that uh, is remarkable for me is how religious Columbus was and how that influenced yeah. so many of the of his actions and his demeanor and his uh, his very being. He was Catholic to the core. Yeah, that comes through in his own writings, um, both early in his life and later in life. We have, I think, we have more things that that he has written had written after the discovery of the New World. But um, he felt a calling from God. He to, did. to do this venture, and along the way, uh, he was very cognizant of the importance of bringing Christianity with him to these new people. He actually never realized what he had discovered. I mean, he wouldn't have said, oh, I'm Columbus, the discoverer of America. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't actually know where he'd been. Um, that was figured out <laughs> after his death. Well, I think one of the key components of Columbus was that he was a very religious man who who felt called to bring or evangelize, if you will, to the New World, uh, but was a very poor administrator once they landed and yeah. uh, developed a town and they brought Spaniards with them and they met the indigenous people of the region. And the clash of cultures, I think Robert Royal does a great job in developing that does. clash does, yeah. of cultures right up to our present time. Yeah, he, he's um, uh, right at, I think it's, what is it, chapter two, he's got the whole chapter is about Columbus himself and what people at the time thought of him and he was criticized at the time by people um, for uh, the way he conducted the explorations, his approach to ruling or governing both the Spanish and the indigenous peoples. He would be very lenient one week and then he'd be very harsh another week. But there's a quote from Columbus saying, let's hear what their comrades now, those who who are so ready with accusations and quick to find faults, saying from saying it from their safe births there in Spain, and same thing with people who criticize now. So easy to look back on the past and say, "Oh, that was the wrong way to do it. I would have done this if it had been me." But nobody else had the guts to try to sail all the way across the ocean. He underestimated the size of the world, but other than that, he was absolutely correct about what, uh, where the prevailing winds would be, and he was a navigational genius to figure genius. out what winds he could catch, because of course we're talking sailboats here, we're not talking you know, steamboats or motorboats or anything. Um, so catching the wind that would get him over there and the different winds that would get him back again thinking, he, of course, he was heading for uh, a cafe or China right. at the time. One of the interesting things I thought about Columbus in, in Robert Royal's book, again, Columbus and the Crisis of the West, well worth reading for both its historical accuracy and for a lesson in Renaissance and uh, medieval history, uh, was that Columbus had 
in his will money put aside to finish the crusades Mm -hmm. Uh, he was absolutely adamant about reclaiming uh, the holy land uh, for Christians and defeating the Muslim horde at the time and I agree and I think uh, one of the crises we face is that people in a particular culture say our time look back have no idea of the past history have no idea of what developed have no idea of the historical figure themselves but place it in a modern context and criticize yeah using the standards of the 21st century to judge the the, the 15th and 16th centuries and you just you can't do that in a, in a, a fair and equitable way uh, and I think Robert Royal does a wonderful job of pre- presenting the good and the bad in Columbus. And he, he over and over again, he, he, he emphasizes that uh, he, like all human beings, are flawed, you know. And he had some wonderful talents, and he had some character flaws. And sometimes the pl- situations he was in, he just wasn't equipped to deal with, with this new situation, you know. And isn't that true in modern times, if we think about it? Uh, Some people who are brilliant in a particular area are absolute failures in other areas because we're not perfect. No, no. And and we're not given, you know, every skill. As St. Paul points out in one of his letters, and, you know, if I were a better Protestant, I suppose I could give you <laughs> a scripture verse. But, but some are called to be teachers. Some are called to be healers. Some are called to, you know, some of us are called to be um, educators. And, and others would be, I would be terrible at, at, at being a teacher. But, you know, I'm yeah. not called to be a nurse like you, Bonnie. I, yes, and I, I would something. not be called to be a teacher. So I, I think, you know, when we look at, Columbus in that era, we have to think of, here we are, uh, Spain was uh, pretty well uh, developed at that time, uh, in that time and place, uh, and coming to the New World and meeting indigenous tribes who had absolutely counter- uh, uh, graces than the Spaniards did. And the play that Robert Royal does uh, off of, uh, you know, the indigenous people and their belief in blood sacrifice and their belief in, in different aspects that were so foreign to the Spaniards uh, evoked a backlash by the Spaniards and could you blame them? I mean, if you walked into a, 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 a particular historical place and saw people eating people's arms and legs, you might be a little bit taken aback and perhaps uh, your anger or your disgust might rise in a way you govern. So I think Robert Royal does a great job of talking about the the events of the uh, Spaniards when they met some of these uh, 
tribes, and then he goes into the black robes, the Jesuits. The Jesuits and their activities up in, in um, North America, you know, up in, in uh, Canada and upstate, well, what would ultimately become, you know, northern part of the United States. Uh, and, and those, the, the Jesuits did a really good job mm -hmm. of learning the languages and trying to uh, uh, adapt Christianity to the culture, and yet it was completely unsuccessful as far as actually being able to convert, and they ended up with disease wiping out a number of the tribes, um, and everyone had to start all over again, and plus the, they were most of them martyred. Um, but they were very, very, they loved these people. They were really devoted to being able to, to save their souls. That was what was at the heart of, of their mission, you know. And I think Robert Royal brings that theme of not only Columbus trying to do evangelization, uh, but the Spaniards in combating the culture, the French in terms of the uh, you know, the Plains Indians and the, uh, the Indians that they encountered, the Hurons and uh, it, the Black Robes uh, brought evangelization. It was trying to bring Christ to a different point in historical time that really, unless you know that historical time, cannot be criticized in our time because it's no, a, no. a different time in a different frame. And I, I think Robert Royal does a great job of, of uh, bringing to light throughout the whole book uh, the importance of Christianity and what it means. <laughs> and, and what it means and what it meant, uh, how it created Western civilization, yeah, mm -hmm. which has so profoundly influenced the history of of the whole world. Another thing I thought I, I had discovered in this book was it, I, I didn't realize that there had been so much criticism uh, during Columbus's only t own time of the way that, that he conducted himself and his explorations. And, and Royal points out that one of the reasons for that is criticism was coming from uh, Protestant sectors because of, of their um, uh, resentment of Catholic Spain and France, mm -hmm. and th they they wanted to to be the the uh, you know preeminent explorers in the world and and capture more territory for themselves, and their anti-Catholic bias fed into their criticisms of uh, of Columbus and of the, of the Spanish and and the Portuguese. So true, and I think uh, the other thing that Robert Royal does is he brings in like the Chinese explorers, the Muslim explorers, uh, who had a different, uh, a, a different reason to be exploring. You know, Columbus was criticized that, uh, by many in our, our present culture uh, of uh, having inciting too high a tribute to be paid, too much gold to be paid to mm -hmm. Spain and why they were sending it back there. And in the meantime, there were other nations uh, that were exploring off different coasts. And he brings all of that, I think, in a, a completely historical package uh, to what we are today. 
and where we're going yeah. today. Yeah. And, and how profound was this discovery, really? I mean, whatever you think of Columbus, the man, with his flaws and his, um, his good points, he profoundly changed how people understood the world. People like to say, well, you know, the, and the native, some of the indigenous people will say, well, we, we didn't need to be discovered. We knew where we were. Well, maybe they, maybe they knew where they were, but they didn't know where anyone else was. And Columbus created what we know as this whole global community uh, that, that we all are familiar with now. Sooner or later, these continents were going to be discovered. But this is when it was discovered, and it, it changed the way everybody approached the, the rest of the world, the, the size of the globe and the, the potential that was out there and the new kinds of peoples that there were. And, and then it provoked this entire discussion on the dignity of the human person. Mm -hmm. And I found it fascinating to read about this man, Victoria, who defended uh, the rights of the indigenous people and presented these really detailed, very scholarly papers in um, the city of Volidad. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I believe uh, so. Um, um, uh, claiming that the, the dignity of every human being and the fact that the Europeans had no right to take property that these people lived on. If, if you wanted property that they weren't living on, that was fine. You know, if that was um, something that, that w was perfectly ethical to do. But to enslave peoples, to take away what was theirs, was absolutely unethical and unchristian. And his writings form what is now pretty much the basis of the United Nations statements on human rights. Right. Correct. Written in 1530-ish or thereabouts, I think. Right. And, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, tribal customs, uh, blood sacrifice and... Uh, it, it, well, and torture. Torture, uh, slavery. The because, treatment of women, their treatment of right, women was terrible. <laughs> slavery existed with the indigenous people because uh, different tribes took slaves and mm -hmm. uh, uh, to replace those who die or are killed in battle or uh, as, as slaves out in the field or whatever their particular uh, area was, whether it was agriculture or uh, cattle and uh, buffalo at the time. Uh, and he, I think through his history, his, uh, he tied some of those Practices uh, that they, they mimic a great deal of Christianity. They just were perhaps more savage, but perhaps not. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was uh, a, a very interesting, uh, you know. And they go from the Aztec Indian who tore out the hearts of their their captives as a blood offering because they felt the blood had to go into the earth so that the earth would renew itself, which was very repugnant to uh, the Spanish. Certainly to the Westerners yes, who, who never <laughs> had a whole different approach to life. <laughs> yes, they did not do that. But, you know, Columbus has been uh, criticized 
Uh, one of the criticisms uh, in modern time is the idea of slavery. Slavery has existed for eons. Uh, you know, is it right? No. But was it practiced uh, both in the New World by the inhabitants and the Old World by uh, the uh, Spanish? And, uh, of course, Spain had forbidden slavery at that time uh, with Isabella and Ferdinand and the Catholic movement. Yeah. But uh, it was up through our Civil War and uh, probably beyond slavery was really more of a way of life than it was a terrible wrong that deserves to have your statue brought down and, uh, you know, all kinds of things said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love the story that he told about um, uh, Chief Seattle. So when in okay. uh, when they were celebrating the or, or uh, um, what they but some places decided to call Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day back in 1992, they trotted out uh, the the supposed quote from Chief Seattle, uh, which Seattle, Washington, is named for, and um, so they they bring out this letter that they said was was written mm -hmm. by him in which he uh, claimed to have seen. Um, uh, these dead buffalo and something about the a thousand rotting buffaloes on the prairies left by the white man who shot them from a passing train. It was completely made up. This chief lived hundreds and hundreds of miles from anywhere that had any buffalo and the letter was dated 15 years before the railroad had arrived. And even when it was pointed out that th this was a fraud, the uh, perpetrators of it liked the, the sentiment and continued to use it anyway and stuck it in a children's book to try to show that Indians had more of a sense of, of love and reverence for nature than white people did based on a lie. Mm -hmm. But they, that were, they were okay with lying about it because it fit their narrative that somehow Native peoples had more reverence for nature than uh, European-based uh, peoples did. Uh, and Royal points out that this is not true. They have pretty much the same attitude toward the world that every other human being has had. Uh, some of them took good care of it. Some of them did not. Sometimes they, and, and he said, the fact that they name certain places as a sacred mountain or a sacred woods or a sacred stone indicates that clearly they didn't think everything was sacred, that certain things were. So true. And I think another aspect of this book, I think, is he brings out the fact that as the worlds merge, uh, you know, Europe, which had gone through the Black Plague and practically uh, eliminated 60 or 70 percent of the population, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was facing those problems. And as the world merged, uh, different cultures uh, in the New World brought food to Europe that Europe never had and improved the health and welfare and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things that were grown in Europe uh, came over to the New World 
and opened up an aspect of food and environmentalism and uh, if you will farming and all of all of that that never would have happened if Columbus had not instigated the sailing yeah, it set it all in motion it, it set it all in motion yeah. so I think the man had his flaws like we all do because we're all human uh, but I think Robert Royal does a, a great job of walking people through the different historic periods and what that meant in terms of the development of the East and West and even in religion in terms mm-hmm. of East and West. So uh, I think the book is well worth reading. I think it's... Yeah, to get a real understanding of what is it all about, this controversy over Columbus versus mm-hmm. the indigenous people, Europe versus the rest of the world. And if you're going to criticize Europe for some of the uh, atrocities or, or inadvertent things like bringing disease to the New World, nobody ever intended genocide of course there was no no they didn't realize they were carrying uh disease disease that that would eradicate so many people because that hadn't happened before you know they did all kinds of exploration and colonization in the african content continent and it it did not kill the people Mm -hmm. uh, apparently because they were close enough to europe that they already had developed the immunities to european diseases so it wasn't something they were prepared to, to have happen uh, or could have prevented in any way. But if you're going to give them the criticism over that, then you also have to give these people the credit for the good that came from these explorations and where we are now today in this whole understanding of we're all big, one big world and we're now dependent on each other in a lot of ways. Yes, that interdependency that is uh, important in many ways. And I think throughout the theme, uh, Christianity, how you treat your brother, how you worship and how you live are well documented and never would have been without Columbus sailing the ocean, the ocean blue, blue. In, <laughs> in 1492. Uh, it, it, so many aspects, and I think Robert Royal is, is really, you know, it's what, five chapters, but they're very long, yeah. and they're well footnoted for your ability to go back and, and look at areas. Uh, I think it was unconscionable what happened in our time because so many of the criticism of Columbus were not true. No. They they were not true. No, and and, and refusing to give him credit for for what he did accomplish. Um, I can only assume that the people who rushed out into these parks and public places and and tried to tear statues down had no concept of history. And unfortunately, a lot of our people are in that same uh, situation. They just do not know the history of America, of Europe, uh, of the world, uh, of Christianity. Um, it, it's, you know, uh, it's a real failing, I think. We teach history, supposedly, in school, but what are people learning? Whatever is currently trendy or whatever, or, or are they learning facts, things that really did happen in history that brought us to the day where we are now? And uh, I think a lot of, of uh, 
the information has been manipulated to fit a, uh, a particular political agenda, uh, and it isn't true. Uh, you know, you go back to the black robes. How many people know how the Hurons were a little bit barbaric in terms of how they treated their, uh, their captives? and certainly their missionaries in many cases. Yeah. Uh, how many people know that, what that suffering was? Yeah. And well, they didn't turn and go away. The Jesuits didn't turn and go away after they, many of their comrades were brutally killed. I mean, uh, I think Robert Royal goes through uh, how a particular missionary uh, it, it, hatchets that were in flames put around their neck, boiling uh, water yeah. poured over their head, uh, pieces of flesh torn off and eaten in front of them, uh, and uh, then the killing blow of uh, uh, cutting out their heart in which they ate. Uh, how many people would be convinced that Christ is worth that and and that's a stepping stone for more evangelization. And then he explains that the Indians found that bravery overwhelming. Yeah, they and were very impressed by the opened, courage and, and faith of these Right, people. opened their minds. They didn't use it as a political agenda as we, we tend to do today. Uh, it, 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 they went back and back yeah. and back yeah. and, and finally and achieved what they set and, out. And we have run out of time. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Happy reading. <laughs>